This anointed teaching by Dr. Beverly Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Praise the Lord. Give Jesus a hand in the house this morning. Oh, family, I love you with all my heart. It's good to be in the house this morning. It's good to be in home this morning. God has got a word specially for you. You know, if I had one scripture that I would like you to know from my heart to yours, it would be this. It would be, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And the Lord has given me four amazing, incredible, empowering, anointed, life-changing messages for the next two weeks. And your next step and your what you can discover is how to go to the next level in God. Make it an appointment with God for the the next two weeks that you won't miss church. This morning, I believe that if you lean in and hear what God has to say for you to you, you're going to win every battle in life. There's not one battle that's going to come against you that you won't win in the name of Jesus. So today, I thank you, Father, that your ears are open to hear the word of God. And Father, I thank you today as I stand before your people. And I thank you, Father, that your precious family, you've given me the honor to be Bring the word to them today. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you rise up big within me, that you think through my mind and speak through my lips of clay. I declare I'm a servant ready to be used by the master. But I thank you, Father, I will speak your word clearly, boldly, accurately, carried by the wind of the Spirit. And Father, I thank you for a fresh anointing on me, a fresh anointing on your people. And I thank you, Father, the word of God is like a seed. It'll go into the heart of each and every one who hears the word this morning. And Father, we are Christian family church we are not only hearers of the word but we doers of the word in Jesus name and everybody said amen and you may be seated praise the Lord don't forget ladies um, on the 16th of March we've got womankind hallelujah praise the Lord it's going to be amazing it's going to be phenomenal it's going to be life-changing the message God has given me you'll never be the same I've spent many hours just interceding for you that God gave me the right words in the season just for you so the tickets are only 150 rand go and get them and I'll see you on the 16th so the title of my message today family is called deal with the devil say I must Deal with the devil. Lean in. Listen. I'm going to tell you a true story about a man who lives in New York. His name is John Ramateris. He grew up in the Bronx in New York. His father came from a family of witches and warlocks. Under the, his influence, under the influence of his aunt Maria, his mother took him to have his fortune told when he was eight or nine years of age. She, they took him, him to a tarot card reading. The witch who was doing the reading of the card said to the mother, you need to take your son and he must have a demonic cleansing within 30 days because if he doesn't have a demonic cleansing within 30 days, your little child will go blind. Well, the mother panicked. She didn't know anything really about witchcraft and Satanism and spiritualism. So she submitted herself to this curse that this witch put over her child. And under the influence of the aunt, who was already into spiritualism, in the basement the next weekend, that little boy was initiated into witchcraft and Satanism and spiritualism. Well, highly ranked devil worshippers took him under their wing. And they started to school him and train him in the things of spiritualism. 
When John was 13 years of age, his father was murdered in a bar. And he, he praised the devil for his father being murdered because his father abused his mother. And as a little boy, he watched his father beat up his mother. It was then that John, the devil said to John, I will be your father. And anything you want, I will give to you. And John became devoted to his new father, the devil. He grew up in the things of spiritualism. He went to a church, a demon, a, a demonic church. It starts, listen to this family, starts at seven o'clock in the evening, goes right down till five o'clock in the morning because they said, if you want to grow in spiritualism, you have to be trained and we have to train you the whole evening. In fact, when you get into spiritualism and you get into demonic activity, they monitor your spiritual growth. In fact, every three months they want to know how many souls have you won? to the dark side. How many curses have you put on people? In fact, as John grew up, he learned how to curse. He learned how to curse people. <clears throat> he learned how to curse people even unto death. And he was given many assignments. One of his assignments was that he was, he was given was to target weak Christians. Where do you think he found weak Christians? He found weak Christians in the nightclubs because he said that's the devil's playground. It was easy to target the Christians who go to nightclubs. He said because when they go to nightclubs, they are in the devil's territory. So let me tell you something, family. Christians born again spiritual should not visit nightclubs. Your children should not go to nightclubs because you think you're going to go to a nightclub and you know what's going to happen. A little devil is going to follow you for the rest of your life and torment you and this is out of the mouth of someone who ra was raised up to become the second most powerful Satanist in New York. Then he was taught how to astral travel. So at night, listen to this, you'll be amazed, shocked. At night he would astral travel, leave his body, and he was assigned to certain regions in New York. In fact, if you're in spiritualism, you're told this is your region that you have to reign and rule over. These are the people that you have to curse. And so at night he would reign, he would astral travel and fly to different regions that he was had the jurisdiction over, and he would curse those people. He would curse them with he released spirits of murder, poverty, suicide, immorality, adultery, drunkenness, spirits of insanity, divorce, and rape. But then he came to some neighborhoods where he could not exert his power at all. In fact, his power was null and void. It was it never worked. Those were the neighborhoods, he said, you would find mainly women. Thank God for women. Thank God for praying women. Thank God for intercessors. Thank God for women who know how to pray. Thank you, Jesus, for praying women. And we love our praying men too. And so they, he said, you would find mainly in the, in the neighborhoods there would be women. And the women would be huddled together. And they would be having intercessory prayer. And they would be praying for their neighborhood. And he said, any, any person who prays for their neighborhood, not just for me, my son, my daughter-in-law, my, my husband, us four and no more. No, those who pray for their neighborhood, when you pray for your neighborhood, he says, those neighborhoods are, are sanctified by the blood of Jesus. He said, those neighborhoods, I cannot curse. Those people, I cannot curse. Those people are, are, are washed by the blood of Jesus. He said, my power was useless in certain neighborhoods. 
when I read that in the book, I was so encouraged. I started getting violently praying for my neighborhood. And I said to the devil, Mr. Devil, I want you to know that the neighborhood that I live in is out of bounds to you in the name of Jesus you may not harass the people in my neighborhood. You may not curse them with, uh, with immorality. You may not curse them with sickness. You may not curse them with the disease. You may not curse them with robbery. You may not curse them with rape. You may not curse them with hijacking. You may not curse them with divorce. You may not have touch anybody in my neighborhood because I rule, I reign over my neighborhood. And this morning, I want to ask you, family, who is reigning over your neighborhoods? Are you reigning as a born-again man and woman washed in the blood of the Lamb? I want you to know that you have got authority. Family, you have authority to reign over your neighborhoods. And today, I want to empower you to use that authority that Jesus has already given you to rule and to reign over your neighborhoods. Take charge, family. Take charge over your neighborhoods. Then he met a, a girl who was uh, a weak Christian, and he went out with her. But her, her uh, mom and dad were strong Christians, thank the Lord. So they said to him, if you want to go out with our daughter, you have to come and have dinner with us. Well, after dinner, they would just tell him all about Jesus and the love of Jesus. And this guy, John, thought they were all crazy. And so then he's, they said to the parents, said, John, if you want to go out without, without, out with our daughter, you have to go to church with us. He thought, oh, he didn't mind going to church with them. It's just a Christian church. And so he would go to church with them. But after church, he would go to the devil church because the devil church goes on all night. And you know, Christians, we only like to have one hour, 15 minutes. <laughs> Nevertheless, the one night he went to the church with her and the pastor gave the altar call. And he didn't know why, but he felt like he should go forward. And he went forward and suddenly the devil manifested and he lunged at the pastor and he grabbed him by the throat and he wanted to throttle him. Well, two big men from the congregation came and tried to pull him off the pastor, but he threw them around like rag dolls. Then the church, all as one, stood up, lifted up their hands and started to pray and praise and say, Jesus, 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 Jesus is Lord, Jesus all-powerful, Jesus is King. And as he began to pray, they began to praise, he felt the power of the devil getting weaker and weaker. And then one man said to him, say, John, say, Jesus is Lord. He said, Jesus is Lord. As he said, Jesus is Lord, the devil left him. Well, then that night, he went out. He was confused. He, he was embarrassed. He made a commotion in the church. And the fact of the matter was, in his heart, he was committed to the devil. He was committed to the dark side. He'd sold his soul to the devil. And now, he, wasn't, he didn't know what to do. He began to be, have mixed emotions. Even spiritually, he had mixed emotions. And he didn't know what to do. He, he was committed to the dark side. But he had the, this experience at church. And he, he was confused. And he thought, the only way out for me is suicide. And so he decided that he was going to commit suicide. But that night before he committed suicide, he said, God, I don't know you. In fact, I don't love you. In fact, I hate you, God. I'm committed to the devil to the day I die. But if you are real, if you're stronger than the devil, show me tonight or leave me alone. Well, that night John went to sleep and he had a dream. 
He dreamt he was on a subway in a fast-moving train with people in it. It was filled with people. But he knew that he wasn't going to a good place. There was an elegantly dressed woman on the plane who spoke to him in a devil tongue, which he understood. And she said, you are a traitor and you are leaving us. The train stopped, the doors opened, and he knew he was in hell. And the heat enveloped him, and fear gripped him. He said, there's a fear like you've never, ever felt before. He said he was so afraid because he knew there was no hope. Once you go to hell, there's no way of getting out of hell. He was, he was, he was overwhelmed by fear. He knew he could never get out of hell. As he walked out the train, he walked down the tunnel. There was the devil himself, higher, bigger, and stronger than he'd ever seen before. The devil said, John, I've been with you since you were nine years old. I've been a father to you. I've given you everything you've asked. He said, now I'm going to keep you here because you belong to me. You're not going to leave here. You know too many secrets about our religion. And then suddenly Satan lunged at him. And as Satan lunged at him to grab him, out of nowhere, there was a three-foot cross. John grabbed the cross held the cross in front of Satan, and Satan dropped like a whipped puppy, like a baby with no power at the foot of the cross. <laughs> Hallelujah, family. And then he knew that Jesus was Lord and Jesus was King. So he woke up the next morning. He threw away all his fetishes, his witchcraft fetishes, his demonic um, little idols, everything that belonged to the dark side. He threw it all away. For the next month, he was, he was under heavy spiritual attack. The demons would come at night to try and rip out his spirit, rip out his soul. He would just cry, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And every night, the demons would leave him when he cried out the name of Jesus. After 30 days, he said, Jesus, why? Why did you let me go through that, that torment for 30 days? Why did you permit my nightly struggles? And the Lord said to him, I wanted to know how much you love me and how much would you trust me? After 30 days, no devil ever showed up. And this young man, he's an evangelist. He goes all around the world uh, teaching how you can come out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of, of light, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. But family, this is the thing. He says one thing that baffles his mind is how impotent the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has become in the face of the evil one. He said he was served the devil for 25 years in the occult. He was trained to be a general. He was a force to be reckoned with in the spirit realm. His assignment was to dismantle and destroy anything that threatened the kingdom of darkness. He said it saddens him to see that now as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the church on the whole all around the world has neglected it's calling to be armed and dangerous. In his travels around the world, he sees a church bleeding on the battlefield. He sees the body of Christ is suffering from sickness, setback, lukewarmness. The devil is pounding the Christians, and he said this ought not to be so. In 1999, he, si he signed a vow, and it reads, I'm doing life with Jesus, and I want no parole. I'm in it to win it, and I'm in it for life. How about you, family? We are in it to win it, and we're in it for life. The good news is, family, Jesus has given us everything we need to be victorious in this life. 
When Jesus told Peter, he says, the gates of hell, Peter, will not prevail against the church. Matthew 16, 18 says, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. I want you to know, family, that the devil cannot overcome you in the name of Jesus. And I, he said in verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind, say you bind. You see, family, we've got to do something. We've got to do the binding. And it says, and uh, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And I believe that God is waking up the church of Jesus Christ to take its rightful authority on the earth today. I believe God is shaking us and waking us up and we are going to take our rightful place on the earth and we are going to rule and we are going to reign by one Christ Jesus and we are not going to be overcome by the enemy but we are going to fight our battles and we are going to win each and every time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's you family. I see you as victorious in Jesus' name. So I'm saying to you today, family, suit up. Come on, we're in the army. It's time for us to suit up, soldier. Let's go to battle and let's win our battle each and every time. So it's important to know who our enemy is. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, uh, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom may, he may devour. I, I prophesy over you today, he may not devour you in Jesus' name. So the enemy is the devil. He's not your mother-in-law, your sister-in-law. He's not your, the person at work. He's not somebody who hates you. The enemy is, our de is the devil. So then people say, but Pastor Bev, why did God create the devil if he's causing so much chaos, hurt, and destruction in the world? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. The truth is God did not create Satan as the devil in the beginning. God created him in perfect beauty. In fact, he was an archangel in the hierarchy of angels. Ezekiel 28, 15 says, you were blameless in your ways from the day you were created. You see, he was blameless. Till wickedness was found in you, through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. Satan sinned. There it is. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God and expelled you, guardian cherub. That's who he was from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth and I made a spectacle of you before kings. Isaiah 14, 13 says, You said in your heart, I'll ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I'll wreck my throne. I'll sit on the mount of the assembly in the far reaches of the north. In other words, he was going to uh, raise himself up above God and he was filled with pride and wickedness. So what, the moment God expelled him from heaven and threw him to earth, Satan made up his mind that he was going to fight against God and fight against his people. And we find that his mission is found, his threefold mission is found in John 10.10. 10. The Bible says, for the thief comes only. He comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. And so you must understand that he wants to come against your life. He wants to come against your finances. He wants to come against your health. He wants to come against your marriage. He wants to come against your family. He wants to come against your job because he wants to steal everything he can from you, even if it's your happiness, your health, your wealth, your joy, your job. He wants to steal it. And if he can't steal it, he wants to destroy you. We must understand who the source of all evil is our enemy and his name is Satan. But the greatest event, glory to God, 
The greatest event in world history happened at Calvary. Oh, glory, there was a Calvary. There was a day at Calvary when Jesus, God's son, died on the cross for you and for me. More things happened on the cross than most people know. As Jesus hung on the cross, great things began to happen in the realm of the Spirit. We know that he was God's sacrificial lamb for man's redemption from Satan. But Jesus carried our sins. He carried the whole world's diseases. He carried our pains. He carried our afflictions. He carried our anxiety. He carried our suicidal thoughts. He carried our lack. He carried our pain. He carried our heartache. Everything evil in this world was laid on him. But when Jesus cried out in John 19.13, it is 19.30, it is finished. He finished our battles against the evil one, the work of the enemy. But then Jesus went to hell in our place, family. He went to finish the work. It was in hell that Jesus cemented our victory and sealed the devil's defeat. Glory God. It was in hell that Jesus took the keys of hell, death, and the grave. And he rose triumphantly. Glory to God on the third day. Hallelujah. We serve a God who is all powerful. We serve a God who is all triumphant. We serve a God and there is no other except Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. Hallelujah to the King of Kings and the Lord of glory. What an awesome God we serve. Colossians 2.15 says, and having disarmed the powers and authority, family, listen, my precious family, we must believe the Bible. Jesus disarmed the powers and authorities. He made a spectacle of them, a public spectacle, triumphing over them by the cross. We know the illustration that Apostle Theo gives us. He says, the illustration of the conquered soldiers, they were stripped of their armor, stripped of their, their clothes, and the Roman general leads the captives through the streets and they have got no armor on and they are in, in chains because they're in captives and that's what Jesus did to the devil he whipped the devil he took all authority away from the devil the devil has no authority family over us in Jesus name so Christ triumphed over Satan and all his demons glory to God so now that we are born again in the kingdom of God Family, we are created to be more than conquerors in this life. We were not created to be in defeat. We were not created to be, have worry and anxiety. We were not created to have lack. We were not created to live in disease. We were not created to live in strife. We were not created to have no job. We were not created to be miserable. We were created to live a life that is Ephesians 3.20. That is a way above everything we ask or think of because God wants you to live a blessed, abundant, happy, overcoming life in this life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's your right. That belongs to you, family. That's who God made you to be. So the question is tonight, why? Why, why, why are so many Christians lying on the battlefield? Why are so many Christians wounded on the battlefield? Why are so many Christians backslidden? Why are so many Christians and the fire of God in them? Why are so many Christians, they're not living the abundant life? John 3, 8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the enemy. So in order for us 
to be free from demonic oppression, we must understand to learn how the devil works. I want you to just put your hands on your head this morning. Put your hands on your head this morning. And I want you to know that the mind is the primary area that Satan seeks to attack. It's in the mind. It starts in the mind. You see, Satan's goal is to plant a stronghold of deception in a person's mind. And if he's successful, then he can control that person. Now, Jesus has already won our victory for us. But if we don't know the word of God, and I thank God for Apostle Theo teaches us the word of God, because if we don't know the word of God, we'll be in a very vulnerable position. Because the Bible tells us in Hosea 4, 6, that my people are destroyed through lack of knowledge. You know how many Christians that you know that are depressed, that are oppressed, that are, are going through so many struggles. But the Bible tells us that God's people are perishing through lack of knowledge. And I, I prophesy over you to you today that you will live an abundant life in the name of Jesus. You will rise up and become everything that God has destined you to become in the name of Jesus. You will be more than a conqueror in the name of Jesus. You will live a triumphant life in the name of of Jesus, you will rise up and become everything that God has destined you to become in the name of Jesus. And I bind the devil of hell that has come to harass you in the name of Jesus. So then the, the devil knows if he can get into our mind, he can control us. So what, how, do we allow, what, how do we allow him in our minds with wrong thinking? Wrong thinking. You cannot keep on thinking, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. I'm a disgrace, I'm a disgrace. You cannot think, I'll never make it. You cannot think, I'll never get over it. You cannot think, I'm, I'm useless. You cannot think those thoughts, which are not your thoughts. Those are the devil's thoughts. Are you going to pull them down? In the name of Jesus, I pull those, those thoughts down in the name of Jesus. But let me tell you something, family. If you are into any kind of witchcraft, spiritualism, if you go and watch, read your cards, fortune telling, that's all an open door for the devil to harass you. We cannot be involved in that. We cannot be involved in pornography. If you're battling with pornography, it's an open door for the devil to torment you. If you watch horror movies, it's an open door for the devil to torment you. Do not watch horror movies because Satan is behind the horror movies and those demons will torment you. Do not open yourselves up. There are 21 ways you can open yourselves up. 21 ways you can open yourselves up. So family, live a clean life, a godly life, and then Satan will have no hold of you. Romans 12 2 says we've got to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. You know, family, it's so important that we find scriptures, we meditate on those scriptures until we believe those scriptures. It's no good just listening to them one time. Renew our mind. Renew our mind. Speak the word of God. Uh, believe the word of God. Read the word of God. If we do that, we will be successful against every attack of the, of the evil one. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 says, for the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we have the ability to pull down the strongholds. Verse 5 says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing in every thought into captivity in the, to the obedience of Christ. Family, we must stop listening to our thoughts and start speaking to ourselves. 
We must speak to our body, speak to our emotions, speak to our wrong thoughts. Because whoever has a remote control to your mind controls you. Whoever has a remote control to your mind has you. Remember this, family. A casual Christian is a casualty. A casual Christian becomes a casualty. And I declare over you today that none of you are casual Christians in the name of Jesus. I declare that you've got fire, fire burning in your heart, fire burning in your soul, that you walk in the fire of God, you walk in the power of God, you walk in the, the joy of the Lord, and you walk in a fresh anointing in Jesus' name. So how can we take, how can we change our situation? The way we change our situation, family, is I say, man, man up. Woman, woman up. Take charge. We live in a day and an age, I believe, men, you got to take charge. Woman, you got to take charge. Charge of what? Our minds. Let's take charge of our minds. Let's not allow trash to filter in and trash to filter out. Trash to filter in and trash to filter out. No, family. Because if I sat with you for 15 minutes, I can tell you where you are in your faith walk. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we've got to speak the word of God. That's how we change. Family, if we keep our mouths closed, our lives will be closed. But if we speak the word boldly, then we are going to enjoy the blessings of God. It is impossible to walk in signs, wonders, and miracles and have signs, wonders, and miracles in our lives with our mouths closed. It will never happen. But our victory, family, in every battle in life is tied to our mouths. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. So James 4, 7 says, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he's going to flee from you in terror when you put up that shield of faith and say, I resist you, devil, in the name of Jesus. You loose my family. You loose my finances. You loose my mind in the name of Jesus. Then he will flee as in terror. Hallelujah. Like a whip puppy, he'll run away from you, family, because you're more than conquerors in this life. And God has made you to be the head and not the tail. God wants you to rise up. He wants you to man up. He wants you to woman up. He wants you to take charge of your life. Take charge of your mouth. Take charge of your mind. Take charge of your family. Take charge, family. Hallelujah. Matthew 28, 18 says, Jesus spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me. Behold, I give you, Luke 10, 19 says, I give you Authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and have all the power of the enemy. And nothing. Say nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. No sickness, no disease, no strife, no divorce, no incest, no murder, no, no strife, no, no hijacking, no robbery, no lack will come now, my dwelling. Nothing, 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 nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing will come now, you, in Jesus' name. Okay, I want you to say this with me. Say, I decree and declare I cannot fail. I decree, I declare, I turn back.
every negative arrow that is against me. I send them back to the enemy's camp. In Jesus' name, I declare I'm an overcomer. I declare I am triumphant in every season of my life. In the name of Jesus, I declare no weapon formed against me shall prosper. In the name of Jesus, I declare every fiery dart of the wicked one, every fiery dart, I put up my shield of faith and I say to you, Satan, take your hands off my family. Take your hands off my finances. Take your hands off my body. Take your hands off my life. In the name of Jesus, I declare it. I prophesy. I speak in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord glory. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.